Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Candidly with Coffee. Yo, yo, we back. We are back. Yes, we are. We're back a little later today. Yeah. A little True later. That. Cheers. But the sun is out. Yes, it because is. Because it's been storming. Man, we're, we're about to be in the ocean soon, California. There's some scary storms hitting the coastlines. I know. It's doing some damage. It is. But right now it's a little sunny. I think it's, yes. we're going to get some sun today. Yes, we got a little break. We went for a walk. Yes, we did. Trying to get those steps in. Three miles. Because I set SMART goals. My SMART goals had action items. And my action item was three days out of the week has to be a 10,000 step day. So um, last week I did it. This starts a new week for me. Sundays always start a new week. That's yeah. what I consider. Mm -hmm. And so today's day one. And I'm going to hit it because I'm already at. Let's see. Let's see. Yeah, because we still have some. I'm at 8,200 steps. Yeah, we still got errands to oh, do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Groceries re-up for the week. All that adds up. <clears throat> yeah, for sure. So I'm good. I'm golden. Going to hit my, my golden. steps. And it feels good. Right. Again, because we are hardwired to set small goals because when we achieve something, when we accomplish something, we it's like we feel happy. Our brains like it. We feel endorphins. Yes. And so what the brain does is it, oh, I like this feeling. I want to keep succeeding. Mm -hmm. Let's keep reaching goals because yes. I like it. Keep so pushing. you're hardwiring your, like, your pathways in the brain to help push you towards reaching more goals. Yeah. Creating some healthy habits. Yeah. I even did Discipline. like for my clients, I did a little, a goals worksheet that I want them to complete. I want them to do one every month. Like, Hey, what's your big goal? Put it at the top, then put it a little action plan together for the month. That's going to work towards that big goal and, you know, evaluate where you're at, at the end of each month and, and adjust the goals if you have to the following month, but keep an action plan. So I'm going to fill it out to actually fill out this cute little form and share it with them. Um, cause I just have mine right now, my notes, Yeah. but you know, practice what I preach. True that. That's, that is, you know, my thing that's very, very important. Um, quality of a leader. Is it? Got to practice what you preach. Mm. A lot of there people don't. No. Yeah, you've they got those leaders. They, do. they pretend they do. They and do on camera, as I they say, do. not as I do. But off camera, it's a different story. No, I, I walk the walk and talk the talk. <laughs> and for example, um, Saturdays are usually an off the chain day for me when I'm in maintenance. But this is my first week in a cut. Now, even in a cut, I still do a high calorie day because I like to have a higher calorie day. So that's how why my deficit's a little lower during the week than it needs to be. And so I definitely, I probably consumed about 2,000 calories yesterday, but I didn't go out to eat, believe it or not. Neither was I good. just wasn't craving anything. No, I, mean, I craved no. my home food. Yeah. So I just ate more, you know, snacky snacks and I had a chicken sandwich. That's called not forcing it. Yeah. We didn't force it. Even though technically it's the day that you let loose, we cheat, we kind of, yeah. we didn't force it. No donuts, no nothing. No, no. Snack at home. No. So, but we are going to go out to eat and it's not a calorie uh you know a high calorie day for me but we're still going to go out to eat when we when i do that um i just it's very easy i just make sure i have enough in the bank by combining two so since we're going out to eat that will be my lunch plus dinner so the macros that i have set aside for lunch and dinner i combine so that gives you a little more opportunity or a little more options when you're eating out. Yeah, true that. That's and smart. then you just know what to pick. Like we're going to a Mediterranean spot. They're usually pretty clean, pretty healthy. We already know pita bread, hummus, chicken, mm. I'm sure, salad with it. Yeah, like like um, ske chicken skewers, some rice, yes. a little Mediterranean salad, yep. hummus. Yeah, yum. My That's my favorite food. It's good food. Absolute favorite food. That's why good I need food. to go to Greece someday. I love it. Yes. Facts. Super facts. What's the name of the place? Do you remember? I'm going to pull it up because I think like, you texted it I to texted me. I texted you. It's up there. What's that area? Like Evergreen area? For those of you who live in San Jose, you know Evergreen, Aborn area. Oh, it's called Sophie's Mediterranean Grill. Ooh, that looks good. Yeah. Mediterranean Restaurant. And it's on Evergreen Village Square. Okay, see? Cool. Yeah. 
Well, friend, friend of mine said it's delicious. She's yeah, we'll there. let you guys know what we think because, you know, we're always trying to uh, shout out local businesses and stuff. Of course. We have a lot of local listeners, more than we <laughs> more than we realize probably. Right. That's cool, though. I mean, why not? If we come across a good restaurant that we like and... Why not? Why not spread the news? Yeah, I love I love to try new things, and then it becomes my thing. You know, I went to Luna Mexican Kitchen with Lisa and her daughter, and I took Alyssa. It was fun. I'll pop up a picture for those of you on YouTube. This is my cousin. We grew up like sisters, and she has a daughter that's pretty close in age with my daughter. It was kind of an impromptu last minute late lunch on Friday and but I went in with with Alyssa which I usually don't go to Luna with Alyssa and the waiter came up and knew my order <laughs> she looked at me like mom how much do you come here and he goes oh she's a regular <laughs> that's how I be though when you like a certain restaurant you like their food you're regular I love it they're clean and I love their drinks I love their uh, the skinny spicy that. not just the place is clean but the food the food, that's yeah. what I mean. Like the food is clean. I get a chicken protein bowl. It has rice. It has beans. It has avocado. It has a piece of sweet potato. Yep. Like cooked very cleanly. Yes. It's not greasy, yes. oily, yep. heavy. No oils. Mm-mm. No, Clean. the potato is just a steamed a steamed um, sweet potato. So it's a healthy, very easy to kind of like figure out what my macros are on it. And I enjoy it. But yes, he definitely um knew my order <laughs> busted me out with he's like skinny spicy <laughs> mm, that's funny <laughs> i was like yes skinny spicy i don't always have one but i had one then yeah it's okay yeah. to treat yourself to a drink yeah it was absolutely delicious it's other good. than that we didn't do too much i did work out yesterday yes did the same visited with my dad my brother my nieces came over that was fun seeing them my my nieces are just they're getting big you can laugh with them now yeah we're trying to come out of that toddler phase yeah huh? yeah where you kid. can have conversations like hold on come here let me talk to you yeah they understand i, I love that oh it's fun I, now I, they understand there's no playing dumb no no so that's fun um other than that anything did you do anything exciting yesterday for your no cheat day or just anything Nothing. in general nope it's just kind of chilled. Huh? I came yeah. home and you look like you were like taking the best little napster with the barefoot dreams blanket on the couch, just cozy as could be. Yeah. I woke up at like five yesterday. Yeah. And I got to go work out, went to the gym. It's just the weather was doom and gloom. What are you going to do? Yeah. I'm not going to be out in the No, rain. I don't like to be out. Like we have a little sunshine now, so we can probably get away with being out for a couple hours. But yeah. then it's, for me, I was out until I wasn't. And this, the minute I got home, I put on pajamas, mm. a robe, slippers, grabbed a barefoot dreams blanket and went over to the couch. Yeah. And it was glorious. Yeah. We just, really, we just, what we do? Just be bums and watch we TV. We watched. Um, watch a show. We watched Dateline. No, not Dateline. It was actually a Marsha Clark first 48 hours series. It's old, so it's from a few years ago. It was on Hulu. It was really good. It was her reinvestigation of the Casey Anthony case. And I have to say, I had said I had watched the Casey Anthony uh, documentary, and I didn't change my opinion. I still felt, mm, she's guilty. She should have gone to jail for something. Yeah. I just didn't know what. After watching Marsha Clark's, which actually was done several years ago. She was thorough, too. She was very thorough. She, she is guilty as sin. Guilty. So if I said I wasn't sure, kind of go back and forth, kind of blame the dad on my previous opinion, I'm changing it. And based on Marsha Clark's, Casey Anthony on Hulu, if you want to watch it, um, guilty. They missed a key piece of evidence. A piece yeah. of evidence. There was a big piece of evidence sub- that that it was uh, she searched for on the day that Kay- the that Kaylee the girl her daughter was went quote unquote missing. Casey Anthony searched for foolproof suffocation methods, mm-hmm. and they missed that. It was not in the trial. Yeah, because she deleted it. When they started to suspect her. Well, they left her in the house. They remember? left her in the house alone for a few hours after uh, they had gone looking for the daughter with her, the police. And during that time, she deleted it off of her history. And 
they didn't retrieve that until after the trial. It was missed, and it was it was would have been made a huge difference huge. because huge. she was the only one who had access to the computer. Yep. Before she searched that, she was she logged into her MySpace account, she logged into her email account, and then she searched for how to kill her daughter, basically. So, yeah. before I even thought maybe accidental, kind of even thinking, no, I think that this. Well, remember they found a piece of duct tape. Yeah, that was it, on the gas can on the skull, and it matched what a piece of it matched the duct tape that was at the household. Yeah, on, on her skull. skull that was found, there was a piece of duct tape With on the face. Still on it. Yep. Accidental death. You do not have to tape their mouth. Yeah, if it's, it's accidental. It's, yeah, it's a trip, but that's why some people are able to beat these, even though deep down you know they're guilty. It, it's that's why you go to court, you go to trial. Yeah, you do. But here's another thing about forming public opinions. And I'm guilty of this, for yes, sure. A lot of people are. When you form opinions based on what's presented to you in the media, you have to understand that it's not the same for jurors. They have different information presented to them. So yep. form your opinions, but make sure that you take it with a grain of salt when you form opinions, unless you're you know, watching a, the court case unfold, like you're literally watching it every day and listening to testimony because it's just a totally different experience. I had a different kind of feeling after the Peacock documentary. Now I have a different feeling after Marsha Clark, you know? Yeah. It's just crazy. But yeah, but after so far, all of the information, I feel that um, she's guilty and, and she got away dogs, with murder. Cadaver dogs hit on the, on the trunk. Remember? Yeah, cadaver dogs hit on the trunk. They put garbage in there, try to mask the smell. Yeah. Why would she have de- garbage in there, too? That was another tactic. Who puts garbage in, some, in your trunk? That was Especially another tactic. Especially during the, I believe it was a Florida summer months, the hot months, they Yeah. hmm Anyways, so, so that's w- that's what we watched yesterday. Yeah. Joy- joyous day. Um, okay, so... Hot coffee topic. Cheers to the hot coffee topic. Although Casey Anthony was kind of hot coffee. Here's another one. Responding to ignorant comments on my on my Instagram, on my social media. I had oh, to share one. Okay. Let me find it. Uh-huh, let's, let's see. Blast someone on Sunday day. Let's go. Or Monday, actually. For you guys listening, this will be on Monday. Um, Jeez, I have to remember which video it was on. It was on here. Oh, I know, I know what it was. Yeah. How to still eat treats when you are trying to lose weight. You know what? Sometimes when I clap back, they then will delete the comment. They go bye bye, huh? Yeah. It's funny. They don't. They, they some delete of them try to double down and say some other bro. No, but BS. sometimes they delete it, and this person might have. Uh, you have put see. him to school. They don't realize you're very knowledgeable in the space. You do this for a living. Some people just go on YouTube and think they're experts because they saw a few videos on nutrition and this and that or something they read in an article. Oh, my gosh. I think that it's... He was trying to demonize sugar. It, it's he, You know, it's funny when you clap back and then they delete their comment. I didn't clap back in an... I didn't call them names or anything. I just no. you provided more... Um, you educated them. Yes. That's it. You, 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 you don't... How you clap back is you, you, you clap back with education. If somebody says some bro science, myth, BS. That's funny. Totally deleted it. Let me, But I remember what it was. Sorry, guys. Yeah. He basically, I was saying how, you know, how to incorporate a treat every day, even when you're in a deficit. And if you haven't seen that video, I'll pop the video up here on YouTube if you haven't seen it. But basically, it is something I do. I set aside calories right off the top of my calorie limit. The number of calories depends on how many you have to work with. You know, it's somewhere 200, 300 calories. Then the rest of my calories, that's where I get my protein. So I divide my protein target by the number of meals I have in the day. And I make sure that I get my protein target hit with my meals. That way, my protein is hit and I have a little calorie set aside in a little side account that I set aside for a treat. And since I hit my protein, I don't have to have protein in that treat. What does that mean? That means it could be anything I want it to be. Anything. So people's beliefs in the myth-busting world or the myths out there, they say, we can't have sugar because it's going to get converted to fat. That's not, that's not good. Yeah, sugar so is the devil. 
So this person obviously wasn't that confident with the response after all, because when I debunked, I, I debunked it with science, not with rudeness. Yes, that's what I'm saying. They deleted it Education. They, instead of responding. They yep. said, this is absolutely not true. Sugar hijacks your entire fat storage system and stop, your body stops doing anything else and immediately will store the sugar as fat. And that was, it's false. It's absolutely false. false. That's actually not what happens. In fact, with sugar, your body immediately turns it into glycogen because sugar energy. becomes energy. Energy. And people. quickly. It's like quick energy. Quick. So your body puts glycogen in your muscles and it puts glycogen in your liver. That's where it stores your glycogen. The only time any of that storage is going to get stored as fat is if you have too much of it. You spilled over your calories. You overfloweth. Yes. You ate more than your body needed. Yes. If you ate more than your body needed, it's going to put it aside for a rainy day. Yep. But if you ate less than your body needed, hence the calorie deficit I was referring to, yes. then it's not going to have it to be able to store it because it used it. Exactly. In fact, in a calorie deficit, not only did it use the sugar you ate, you're in a deficit, right? It's it needed to still go into the fat stores to use that too to get through the day. That's what a calorie deficit is. So, anyways, I tried to explain it as best as possible, but I also did say, you know, apparently you're drinking the Kool Aid because mm. <laughs> because he's obviously it it's it sucks because it's that it's that message and it's those people that make people scared to eat or scared to go on a weight loss journey. Yep. Listen, what, what year was that when sugar got demonized when we were growing up? I don't know. I don't remember. So, so I think people, because of what it's done, to, I think they want to blame obesity on sugar and diabetes. But no, it's overconsumption of calories, people. It's not just the because sugar. Because sugar's good. It's so like it's easy got to overeat. Fruit got demonized. Remember people yes. think fruit's bad, it has sugar. Oh, my goodness. And guess what, though? And no. this is this is another since we're busting myths because we busted it on last episode too. Yeah, let's bust. Sugar myth. from fruit, sugar from candy, sugar. Your body doesn't actually like look at the wrapper of what you just ate. It just nope. knows it as sugar. Sorry, guys. I hate to like burst your bubble. The reason why it's healthier to eat your sugar if you're craving sweets in in fruit is because fruit is lower in calorie. So you're going to get that sweetness, you know, you're going to get that sweetness curbed, but it's less calories and and you're going to get lots of other benefits because there's a lot of other micronutrients and things like that. Yes. But the sugar itself, sugar nonetheless. Sugar, sugar. Your body just knows it's going to break it down to glycogen. It just looks at it like, oh, this is sugar. Gonna so Let's turn it, goes it into on glycogen. This bloodstream or this tunnel. Don't, don't try to like kid yourself and think that your body, like, you know, your body doesn't look at the wrapper of what you're eating. No, no. It just looks at the macronutrients, the micronutrients. Once it comes in as sugar, it is sugar. And there's nothing you can absolutely do about it because your body no. controls what goes on internally, not you. That's why You only why, control like, what you put in your mouth. You can stop that if overconsumption, but the rest, out of your control. Yeah, that's why it's like the body's not gonna be like, oh, this was the expensive organic yes. piece of whatever. Yeah. Oh, cool. I'm gonna process it I'll different. process it different. Yes. No, <laughs> it nope. doesn't really work that way. Uh -uh. So yes, Marketing I don't labels. typically clap back, but it was just, Sometimes I just get frustrated because I feel like, especially when I know that someone is saying something that people do believe, they, they believe it and they fear it so much that it prevents them from, you know, getting on a weight loss journey because it makes losing weight seem much harder and miserable. And then- People complicate it. Yeah. They overthink it and complicate mm -hmm. it. Two things they do. As a trainer, I'm overthink and complicate. Right. It's not that complicated. Now, I mean, the difference. So, like, when it comes to sugar, like, the difference is, you know, first of all, when you're eating sugar in the form of, like, candy, I hate to break it to you. It's not actually only sugar that you're eating. Or when you're eating, like, a cake, and people are like, oh, my gosh, there's so much sugar. That's why you gain so much weight if you eat a lot of cake. No, you gain so much weight if you eat a lot of cake 
because it has fat, it has carbs, it has mm-hmm. protein, it has everything, and a lot of it, therefore, has a lot of calories. Yes. And it has sugar in it, so that makes it taste good. It makes it easy to eat a lot of it. Yep. That's why you gain. It's not because the sugar from a piece of cake is is worse for you than the sugar from fruit. When you eat a strawberry, you literally just get sugar. It's yeah. literally just sugar. That's it. When you eat a piece of cake, it's lots of things yeah. and calories. So people just associate sugar with cake. Yeah. There's no, like there's no other ingredients in there. Yeah, like you're actually getting the majority of your calories from the fat content in the cake. The frosting. The butter. The frosting. The eggs. Lard, yep. From the fat content Whipping. because fats are high in calories. Yes. But fats don't get the bad rap for the cake. <clears throat> just know. the sugar, apparently. We remember uh, growing up, what? Late 90s, early 2000s? When was that? No. Mid 90s or early 90s. The f- fat free craze. We all thought we can eat things from Intamins and Hostess because it all said fat free on the wrapper. Fat free. So we got duped into thinking, well, this must be healthy. It's fat free. Because that was the fat-free craze. But one thing that lower fat products, look, when I'm when I'm looking for, we talked about this a little last week, but I want to touch upon it again. Be smart with your grocery shopping. When you're looking at the labels of something, don't automatically just go to the light version because you think it's better. Pay attention to the label. But I will say, when things are reduced fat, you'll get a bigger calorie reduction in the nutrition because fat is high in calories. Yeah. So if something Nine is reduced per gram. Yeah, so if something is reduced fat, you're going to get a better calorie adjustment from that reduced fat item. So as long as you like it, if it still tastes good to you, sometimes it can be worth it. Yeah. So for example, like uh something I, I don't always like the light version of something and if it doesn't taste good, I rather have the real version. But one thing I do like is the light string cheese. And if you follow my Instagram, you know I make these like little cheese sticks out of um, corn tortillas. I love them. And I love getting the light string cheese because it's delicious. I can't taste the difference. But it is like 40% less calories than the real string cheese, than the real. I see. That's a lot. 40%, yeah. 40% Yeah, because it's instead of like nine, actually, it's almost 50%. Because instead of like 90 calories, it's 45 calories. Now, that's, that's because it's lower in fat, because it's light, but it's also a little bit smaller, but it's like the perfect size for what I do. So yeah. I get that in that case. But in like, you know, sometimes when we're looking at chips and stuff, and mm-hmm. the ones I really like are 150 calories a serving, but the ones that are reduced fat or light are 140 calories per serving. I just go with the regular old chips. Yeah. So you have to make the decisions that are going to work best for you, um, what you like, but don't just always get the light thing. Yeah. Cause no. it's like, cause True. you think it's also cause you think something's healthier. Yeah. Like you said, your body doesn't know it. You, you might be yeah. tricking yourself because the label says so, but once it yeah. hits internally in your body, you have no control of where it yeah, goes. Yeah, and people get into that trap a lot. They will order something because it appears healthier, yeah. but they're not paying attention to the fact that is this really? So like, look, I like an acai bowl better than anybody. I love an acai bowl. But do not trick yourself thinking an acai bowl is is better than an, a bacon, egg, and toast and hash brown breakfast they're probably about equal amount of calories Mm -hmm. you're probably going to get more protein in the egg breakfast that's me so like if you're you're ordering this indulgent breakfast breakfast and i go oh i'm going to try to be healthy and get the acai bowl looks healthy got bananas granola it it looks so healthy that shit's loaded with calories loaded yeah they though. put an entire banana, yep. and in, you know, tons of strawberry, bl- blueberry. Then they put on two servings of granola. Right there, the granola, 300 calories. Then there's the base, the acai, the fruit. The I mean, the, then they put like almonds, coconut. I mean, you're talking like so, you get so to 1,000 calories. So the one that I guess out of 1,000 calories? The one, we, we get. the one you get at Press Juicery, you oh. get the large size, and it's 700. Okay. And you think that's accurate? No, you get like about 800. I get the one that's like See? 500, and it's probably a little more than that because they don't measure. 
yeah, they don't their measure. toppings. They're Remember just, that. They're just they're guesstimating. Yeah. Just the sliced almonds alone is you know. like 200 calories. I look at it and go, oh, shoot, that's 200 calories right there. And this is about a serving and a half of granola, so that's like about 250 I'm already at 450 calories before I even get to the banana and the base, but yet they told me it's 590. Hmm. Hmm. See what I mean, you guys? You know, rule of thumb is maybe add an extra 100 to be I safe. I always add extra 100. Yeah. Just like That's on smart. top of just, anything. Just because. When I'm out, I add, yes. I even calculate what I think it is, and then I add 100. You know what I mean? Just like, why not? You know why? Because you've been doing this so long that you learn to kind of eyeball things. You yeah, do. You've seen you it do. over and over. You, you see servings. Mm-hmm. You've been weighing things out and mm-hmm. measuring things for years now. That's why I know when... Are you going to be exact with your eyeballs, but you're going to be real close? Yeah, when Super Chipotle close. puts a ladle of guacamole, yeah. I know that's that not... that's 400 calories worth of guacamole. Yes. It's not what they say on the sign up there. Because I know what 50 grams of guacamole looks like at 70 calories. And it's a very little amount. Yes. And, and like a little amount. And they go f- five times that, what you just said right yeah. there. Yeah. So that's, that's why even if a place provides nutrition facts, you still like for Chipotle, I go, okay, use their nutrition facts because they have a cool little builder on their website. Use theirs when you're placing your order, when you're going to track. But when you order, ask for light of everything. Yes. Then the nutrition facts you're using are going to be closer, still going to be under a little bit. But going to be closer. closer. So light rice, light cheese, yep. light guac. Light beans. But when you put it in the, in the calculator, put it on as regular. Yeah, and then you're going to get closer. Those are all tricks. This is, this is how I do things. This is how I've been doing things for years. All my little tricks of the trade. I think, I've, I think I'm pretty good. Yeah. Like you said, years ago, not to get off topic, I was taking a personal training course. And the dude was breaking it down to us. He said, you can have... A beer or two during the week, you can have a slice of pizza or two and still lose weight. And we're scratching our heads like, what do you mean? And he was breaking it down. You're like, the balance. Mm-hmm. He was like ahead of his time, though. Mm-hmm. Like, we couldn't grasp that. Yeah, you're talking about 14, 15 years mm-hmm. ago. And now, fast forward, like, I understand what he means. Like, so you, always say, you can like, have a treat. You can yeah. have a, 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 a meal at McDonald's and still lose weight. You can have a, a double cheeseburger, a small fries, and a small Diet Coke. Add that up. And still lose weight during the week because the portion size. Yeah. You can, you can make it work. I'm not telling yeah. you to do that, but you can make it work. No, but I'll tell you what, you, what does happen. And now, you know, I'm, I'm in the trenches right now as, as um, I'm in a deficit. And you're just a little more particular with your choices when you're yes. in a deficit because when you, you can still be flexible if you want. It's just that the calorie spend for some of those more indulgent things it's like, ooh, if I eat this, I'm done for the day. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you start to make smarter decisions for you yes. so that you're not suffering later or whatever. You know what I mean? If you eat something like, okay, sure. Could I, on a deficit, have a pastry at 480 calories? Yes, I could. Yes. But, but then I think, this is how my mind works, I start to think, but man, I could have a, a big, delicious falafel salad that'll be very satisfying with hummus and some pita bread for the same amount of calories. Yep. I'd rather have that. This piece of pastry is going to be gone in two seconds. And you'll still be hungry. And I'm still going to be hungry. It's going to do nothing but probably even make you more hungry. And the satisfying falafel salad with the pita and the hummus is going to be much more satisfying and more delicious, take me longer to eat, and keep me full longer. So you start to make educated decisions, and you desire those things less because you're like oh this is that's not worth it yeah or this this little cookie it's 200 calories like that's not worth it i could have an entire protein bar my favorite protein bar right now and that's going to give me 20 grams of protein yep i could have that and so you start like negotiating with yourself and you become it's not that you can't have things it's just that what are you willing to spend it on it's just like spending money Mm mm-hmm you know, you, when you want to spend, when you're going to spend a lot of money on something that you're never going to use, yeah. you start to think like, why am I going to spend all that money? I'm never even going to use it. I much rather spend here where I'm going to use it every day. It's kind of the same concept. It's kind of the same concept, you know, about sp- just like with spending and budgeting. Yeah. That's how I like to think about macros. Exactly. You're not going to just get a paycheck. Your paycheck can just go blow it on dumb stuff. You have bills to pay. 
groceries, car yeah. payment. Think rent. about your your protein as a bill. Like yes. You got bills to pay. If yes. I if I waste four hundred and fifty calories on this pastry that has no protein in it, oh, I'm gonna be eating like eight straight egg whites the rest of the day to try to hit my protein goal. Yep. So I got to pay your bills first. That's why I like to pay my bill with the protein. Smart. And then at the end of the day, I'm like, ooh, I have. However much I have left, I go, ooh, what can I have for this? And then I'll go, oh, yeah, you know what? I have enough for a full-size ice cream bar tonight. Yep. People would think you're crazy for that. They're like, no way. Ice cream bar, really? Every she night. She can have that and still lose weight? Either I have a treat every night. It's an ice cream bar sometimes. Sometimes it's popcorn with chocolate. I don't know. You know. You see me. Yeah. Yeah, and you made it work. It fits all within your macros. Yeah. But I think people are so, they're so taught that they that's demonized you know because it's easy to overindulge you could have one two three it's easy to go overboard because it's because they're in a restrict binge restrict cycle and a binge restrict mindset and if you've done that for a long time it's it takes some time to recover from that yeah some people want they unleash the beast once they have one bite of ice cream they want like an entire pint yes you know, yeah. they don't know how to have, because they don't give in very often, but yes. when they do, they have no self-control. Yes. But if you start to incorporate as part of your daily life and you make the choice whether you want to have it or not, not a diet rule or a coach or somebody else telling you whether you can or not, you have more control. And when you have more control, you're able to resist it easier. Yep. That's true. That's why it's important to have a balanced lifestyle. That's what you're teaching, not diet culture balanced yeah balanced, balanced healthy because it's realistic balance is realistic that's real life you yeah. know what i mean it's not pretend life you're not going to be sitting on some ranch and eating clean all day long 24 7 like you're on some reality show no yeah. just real life sometimes yeah. you're busy and you got to make quick choices on the go sometimes you got to go to fast food sometimes quick. yeah and you can make it work and stop don't don't you dare come on my page or whatever and police me on that because I'll, I'll be like, block your ass real quick. Yeah. Exactly. Don't call my program diet culture. This is not diet culture. This no. is health, health. culture. Health. <laughs> this is health culture. Yeah. There, it is not an unhealthy thing to tell people that they should not be over consuming. Exactly. Stop telling people that it's a bad thing to like you know, try to eat less. That's not a bad thing. We no. overconsume as a society, yes. everything over, overconsume everything. Anytime you overconsume something, it becomes a problem. Yes. What's no matter what it is. What's going on in California? Too much what right now? And what is it doing? Too water, much water. Right? Too much. Right. We need but water. We need but it. But now when much, it's too much, too much, it's a problem. What's it doing? It's a major problem. Anything that you do in excess becomes a problem anything even if it is the healthiest perfect wonderful beautiful thing it's still a problem if yeah. it's done in excess and that's the what's led to obesity people do things in excess and then they let people convince them that i need i need to eat this much i need to fuel my body it's diet culture to count my calories and like oh i can't believe that's all you have for breakfast why do you think it needs to be more like, have you, I mean, like you have to eat for your, for the size of your vessel. So if you brought some, let's just say me and you were on this table and we presented an American breakfast and we invited some of our European friends and they never ate an American breakfast. They're kind of probably look at our portions like, you guys eat that yeah. much? Yeah. They would think it's this is, crazy. This should be like for the whole table. Yeah. Maybe. Like an omelet with like five egg omelet. The, yeah and then you know you know restaurants they'll also pour in they pour in pancake batter into the omelet so they're the, just these ginormous portions mm -hmm. so that being said what do you think they would say about us if you brought some i'm just saying if well, they brought they some over do. here and looked at the way we ate they do they'd they probably do. be like oh ugh. they'd probably be appalled and turned on like oh you guys eat this much no wonder you look the way you know they would be talking shit i'm sure they do yeah i'm, I'm sure, sure they, they gas do. Us. that's why i said i'm sure they do yeah because it's different it's yeah. different there but but don't let people like convince you that it's a bad thing to be monitoring your portions not at all not at all you know like it, it's crazy to me like you know if you if you order some if you order something at a restaurant, especially at like Cheesecake Factory or whatever, like, oh, yeah, I'd like a piece of dessert. That's a good idea. And they bring out example. a piece of cake. The cake 
is like feed a family of four easily. Easy. Like a huge port. That's a, that's four servings. What do we what do we look at? One of their just one slice of their cheesecake. One of those. Oreos oh, it, it ranges anywhere from 1,100 to 1,800 calories for a slice of cheesecake. That's it. Just one slice. That's that's a, that's two meals right there. That's insane. That's like, that's it for you. Calories for the whole day. And that that's a dessert after they've already had the appetizer, the bread, the huge meal. Yep. And then the dessert. If you ate, if you ate ate everything at Cheesecake Factory, you ate your whole portion and you sat and believe it or not, I have the appetite to be able to do this. Yes. To you sit do. down, have a couple pieces of bread, have an appetizer, like avocado egg rolls. I would have have a couple. Mm-hmm. Then maybe like the chicken marsala dish. I'd eat that and then eat a piece of cheesecake. That like would that. be about four to five thousand calories in and, one sitting. And that's just dinner. Let's just say we did it for dinner. You already had your lunch. Yeah, I already had a couple thousand calories. And you're a you're a five foot three, hundred twenty something mm-hmm. pound woman. Yeah. See, so don't see the problem, people. Mm-hmm. You, for me, that's even bad. And I'm a man. Mm-hmm. I'm a hundred and ninety pound, five foot nine man. That would mean that I gave my body enough fuel <laughs> to to store one pound of fat in that meal. Yep. Just right there. Just right there. Now do that twice in a weekend. Two pounds of fat. Yeah. Because it happens. I yes. see it. We go s- go to Cheesecake Factory, look around. Yes. People, they're, they're doing it. That's crazy. They're eating all of that. And it's a lot. Listen, I love Cheesecake Factory, but I usually get a skinny-licious salad. We share an appetizer. I have a piece of bread. Oh, we love Cheesecake Factory. I love Cheesecake Not, Factory. Straight up. You usually have your meal and take half of it home. Yes. I'll split it Reasonable. You know, if we have, if we ever do have a cheesecake, we actually would share it or we get that. The, we get the sugar-free one. The sugar-free one because yeah. it's less calories. Less calories. That's so it's 600 calories for the whole piece. We share it. We yep. split it in half. 300 calories each. Yeah. Totally doable. You yes. can make it happen. Yeah, exactly. Satisfy the you urge. Can, everyone, two families can go to Cheesecake Factory, but with knowledge and with putting your health first, you can have two totally different experiences. Facts. You know, order something a little more light with your entree, but enjoy a dessert. Like pick where you're going to splurge. But the excess, the needing everything, that's where the problem is. All right. So moving on, we're going to talk about a show that's out on Fox called Special Forces World's Toughest Test. It is with celebrities that they bring out to the desert and it is no joke. So they have like real people like Navy SEALs. What did you say? Uh, British SAS, Navy SEALs. I, I think I want to say Marine Recon. Yeah. And somebody else from like uh, Australia's like Special Forces. But these guys are legit. They're not messing around. They've been a war and they've been a combat. Yeah. it's not. And the stuff that they're doing, I'm like the amount of waivers these people had to sign. Yeah. Because they're doing some intense stuff. And it is designed to like test your limits, your mental fortitude. Your endurance, How your much can strength. You take before you your, break. Yeah. And so they were saying actually in the the first couple of days is when you even in the real programs, is where you will lose the most people. Yeah. You find out what you're made of real quick. Real quick. Um, I think it's so interesting to me. Yeah. Like some of the people I'm thinking to myself, you're so weak. Like I'm getting mad at them. Like, yeah. come on, toughen yeah. up. Because you've been pushed. You've been through a program and so have I. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so when I was in, uh, I was a teenager, 17 or 18, my sister's husband at the time was a police officer and he had this program at his police unit or whatever called Explorers. And they would put us through the training, like police training. And we had to go to a boot camp. Mind you, this boot camp was so tough that they actually got shut down after we graduated. They got shut down and they redid the program and softened it, softened it, it because it the program that we went on, very similar to this type of thing that we're watching on the yeah. show, they had real drill sergeants or whatever. We were put to the test. Let me tell you, like my hands were bleeding from push-ups. You had two minutes to shower. They're yelling at you. No privacy. It was insane. It was absolute insanity. And because I went through that, though, like, I know that, like, I'm pretty tough. Like, I don't think I would know that otherwise. You didn't break. 
I did not break. You quit. I'm sure you saw some people quit, huh? Within people the first quit. day or two. My brother was in it with me. He quit. Damn. He did. He begged me to quit with him. He's like, come on, forget this. We're letting these people tell us what to do. I'm like, I'm not quitting. You know why? He didn't want to feel, you know, a certain way. So he wanted you to go with him. He wanted him. me to quit and I wouldn't do it. And I'm like, dang, I'm proud of myself. In fact, I, I went on to graduate second in my class. Wow. Out of the remaining recruits. Um, I, I aced the test because it was educational stuff too. Yeah. I aced the test. I, I passed the physical side. I had to, I had to get over a wall. And most, even though a lot of people made through, made it through the boot camp, it was sad because a lot of people got all that far. It was like, I don't know, over an eight, it was weekends for like three months, every weekend. And, but some people at the very end failed because they couldn't get over the wall. My sister, she quit. Could never get over the wall. She could have been a sheriff deputy. Passed everything. She couldn't go over the wall. Dang. But why? How do you not work on it and just do it until your arms are bleeding? Mental fortitude. You got to tap yeah. into that inner beast and bring bring him or her out, whatever. Bring that monster out. It's the only way. You got to be a monster. So I'm going to get over that thing. You know, what's interesting that, because I was reading some interviews because I was curious. I did a little research on the program. Um, the Marines guy, he was talking about how they always lose most people in the first couple of days. He said it takes four to five days to get galvanized. I loved that. That was interesting. Meaning that yep. you will, if you can endure that first four to five days, you, you harden, you start yes. to adapt. The humans are just yes, fascinating. We do. You start to adapt and then you even appreciate the little things. You appreciate the downtime even though it's 110 degrees or whatever, you just, you galvanize, like yes. literally like pipes. Yep. Today we got a little wind. It's a little cooler, a little shade. Little yeah. Things. You look at the little, you, all of a sudden your, your um, expectations adjust, right? Yeah. And you appreciate the little things. That's what makes us survivors as humans because we're very adaptable creatures. Yeah. We didn't get to 2023 by accident. We went through some hell on this earth to get but to But my where thing is, why, why are some people more easily adaptable and then others you know what i mean like why are what makes somebody strong mentally why are some people cracking before others hmm. i think this is really important because it's important Good psychology because like you said it is important to in anything in life but on your health journey your weight loss journey your fitness journey you need to be able to tap into that inner beast. No matter what. doesn't matter what you're on. doesn't matter if you're on a diet, macros. You still got mm -hmm. an inner beast where you got to check yourself mm -hmm. not to overconsume. It's all mindset. It has nothing to do with if you're more disciplined, if I'm more disciplined. I just happen to love working out. I've been doing mm -hmm. this since I was a young kid. I played sports. I just love the way it makes me feel. Health benefits. That's what I love. That's my intrinsic motivation to work yes. out. Yes. And I love Muay Thai and boxing, and I'm always trying to excel and get better at that, really unlocking my inner beast. I love it. You know, what keeps us on this earth longer? Your health and fitness. That's yeah. guaranteed. Obesity, nope. Your, your time is limited. Right. So, you know, you got to weigh that out in life. What's, what's important to you? But what I matters think to what you? people don't realize or they don't understand is, especially when it comes to starting a fitness journey, is yes. they think that that has everything to do with physical strength. No. And ability None. in the gym. And yes. it's not. No. It starts mentally. Mentally. So you have to build that mental fortitude, that mental strength. But everybody starts somewhere. But I yes. guess it just made me think like why some people have it and others don't. Why did I have it at 17 years old? You know what I mean? Could be, could be the way your parents raised you. You always told me that your mom and dad always made you feel like you could accomplish anything. So they, they did. So, so from from youth, from your little, they've ingrained that in your brain. That's all you know. You don't they know did. the meaning of quit. You don't know the meaning. So I can't I do had... that. You're like, yeah, I can. Watch this. Watch yeah. me do it. That's your attitude. Instead of saying, oh, poor little me, I can't. I'm so weak. Oh, my this, that. You're like, no, nah, watch this. I got this. Just, yeah. that's, that's it. Just mindset. That's true. They did, though. So, I have to say my parents, for me, like I can't speak for my siblings. My experience with my parents was they had me on a pedestal. Mm. They were like, you know, she can do anything. Like she is a star. Like they literally, they did. And whether that created a little princess or what, mm. I don't know, but they did. They just instilled a lot of confidence in me. And I think you're right. I think it's my, my self-confidence. Yeah. 
got yeah. me through became made me strong. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that my life was easy. No. I my I was very I was confident, but I was very independent. I was very strong willed and um thank God I was, you know? Yeah. Because my parents had other stuff to go deal with. You know, my brother, when I was only eight, he was diagnosed with cancer, term you know, he was it was scary like he was gonna die mm-hmm. and they needed to shift all their focuses away from the baby which i was eight and he got all the attention but because of who i was i just was very i was okay and i never had a problem with it could be our sign we're independent aquarius is i've always been independent kind of person you know yeah i can survive on my yeah. own yeah like i'm just very independent yeah, thank god i am too. because maybe i would have been like oh like my parents ignored me like i was like cool they like no me. this is fine we got to take care of him we got to make him better that was my priority too i wanted it to be their priority i didn't ever feel i remember i'll never forget like a a, a doctor gave my parents a book because they said your youngest one's gonna need some help she might need some therapy or whatever this is what happens when you have a child an older child with cancer because your attentions are going to change. And they gave me the book and I'm like, I don't need this book. I remember I was eight and I remember like, I don't feel this way. I don't feel left out. We need to take care of Danny. Like that was my, like, what? Where where do they come up with this stuff? Because some people have problems. Uh, You got to understand not every kid is different. Not every kid is the same, but I'm saying I knew from a very young age, I didn't need that. I didn't feel that way. I didn't feel some type of way. Um, yeah. And I, and I, you know, it translates even now till my older years, but I guess, you know, I was strong mentally, Mm. but I did look up some strategies on how to build mental strength because it's always a good thing. I listen, everyone can improve. I'm always trying to work on ways to build my mental strength. What I've been doing lately. Exactly. That's painful. The showers. feel good. At six something in the morning, Mm -hmm. like. 10, Let's minutes see if that's part of this. I don't know. Let's yeah. see. So number one, it says acknowledge your feelings. That's the number one way to build strength. Meaning like if you are feeling something, acknowledge it. You can't just like push things down because they manifest. They'll come back. They'll up. come out. Practice being self-compassionate. I like that. That means like don't beat yourself up, basically. Mm-hmm. Don't beat yourself up. Sounds like Joe Rogan said, don't get in your own head. Yeah. Don't beat get yourself your up. Way. Um, assess your challenge. So think about like, what is it that I'm struggling with? Like, what is this and why am I struggling with it? I love this. Number four, take small steps towards what you want to avoid. Small steps. That's good. What you want to avoid. Avoid. Yeah. Meaning you have to face it. We've talked about this before too. You cannot go around things. Nope. It doesn't mean you got to go gangbusters right through it. But you got to work towards it because you cannot get around things. Yes. You have to go through things. You do. And in this advice, it's saying take small steps towards that. Work on mindfulness, being mindful, being mindful of how you're feeling, mindful of what you're doing, mindful of your behaviors. Mindful of what you put into your body. Yes, mindfulness. I think mindfulness is loose. so important. So important. I love this. And I do think this podcast for me personally, for you probably significantly has helped this one. Externalize how you feel. Yeah. Talk about it. Talk about it. it Talk to somebody. Yeah. Talk to a friend. We talked about that in a few episodes ago, you know, about Twitch and and your experience. Talk to somebody. Get it out. This is all going to help you build your mental strength. It is. And number seven, and the final strategy is maintain a healthy lifestyle. Bingo. Bingo. Because you know why? What do we talk about? How does one feel when they're not healthy? Yeah, we you, talked about this. You've been there. We've yes. both been there. How does one feel? Let's be honest. I know a lot of people don't like to talk about this and put it to the side and shove it in the back yeah, room. Yeah, like don't say I don't want to talk about this, but let's be honest. I've been up to like 250, 255. It feels horrible. I'm a 5'9 man. Not that big. This guy is 300 plus. I felt like shit. That's the absolute yeah. truth. Dog shit. Fast forward to when I did keto and got super lean and ripped. Oh my God. I felt like I could conquer the world. I felt mm-hmm. like Superman. Mm-hmm. Lean, ripped because it took mental fortitude and discipline to get that. Mm-hmm. But when that you again. were, when you were overweight, uh-huh. don't you think it 
showed in the way you treated people, the way you, because the way you felt about yourself, like you, you were yes. in bad mood, so yes. you were just more grumpier. Yes. Snappy, edgy. I'm yeah. sure you noticed it no, back for then sure. too. For mm-hmm. sure. 100%. No doubt. Transcendent. Why? Because you don't feel good inside and you don't mean to, but sometimes the, you don't feel good. You, you project it onto other people. Yes. You project. You don't realize it, but you're projecting. Yes. Fat, you see a guy who's fit, motivated. Then you're resentful and yes. you project your resentment. You try to turn it around, though. You try to, like, make excuses for it. That you're not really, you don't really dislike that person because of their, what they look like. You could care less. But they're obsessed. You'll try to tell yourself something like, oh, but they're obsessed. They have a problem. They spend way too much time in the gym. They don't do anything else. They're one of those weirdo people. Like, you'll try to convince yourself that something is wrong with them, not you. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, because someone will be like, like with me, I would try to say like they've, they'll have this perception of the way my life must be so boring. Oh, like, oh, but no, I like to go out with my friends. I like to have drinks. I like to go out to dinners. I like to do all those things too. Yes, and we do. Who's to say that I don't do those things? It's your, you're just trying to project and make it negative. Yes. Because you don't believe that you could have it all, but you can have it all. Yes, you can. You can. And you got to be careful too, because you know misery loves company. You know what I mean. So you got to watch out. You got to protect your energy. If you're on a on a fitness journey, and your person, your best friend, or your mate, or your spouse, whoever, is supporting it, it makes that journey that much harder. Mm-hmm. You got to kind of like put up a barrier between that, it so they don't derail you. And if you are trying desperately to start your journey, you're trying, and you just keep falling short. Take a look at your surroundings. It's because you haven't changed your environment. You have to change your environment. And yes, unfortunately, unfortunately it does probably mean you're going to have to evaluate some relationships and maybe spend less time with people that are like not quite on your frequency. That's true. Because you're going to be on a different wavelength and frequency. Because if you don't change your environment, it's going to be like going against the current. It's very hard. It's already hard to be on a journey. You're going to make it harder. So if you want to be on a journey and you're serious about it, take a look at your environment. Like, who are you spending time with? Spend more time with people who are on that same wavelength. Take a look at your environment in your home. Is your home, does your pantry look like the pantry of of someone that is on a health journey? Do you have exercise equipment? Do you have, you know, like, look at your clothing. Do you have workout clothes? Your, your shoes. Have, you have one pair of, of workout shoes that you've had for 12 years. Get yourself a new pair of, of workout shoes. Feel good about, you know, the shoes you put on when you're working out. Yes. Little things like that. You have to alter your environment. And if you haven't done that and you're trying to jump frequencies and be this healthy person, but you haven't changed your environment, how do you think that's going to go? It's not. It's going to go pretty good. You know, also too, like you always say, even getting new workout clothes could motivate mm-hmm. you to go start working out, start your fitness journey. That's what this is. It's, a journey. My, it's your my, journey. It's no one else's. Huh? I love like a new workout outfit or shoes or something like that. Of course. It does make me motivated. I get excited for the next time I get to work out and then I get to wear it. I mean, whatever works. Yeah. And you know, when I'm at the gym at six-ish in the morning, seven, you see people, they're just in their journey. They're in their zone. Just knowing that. I'm here in the gym, putting in work. A lot of people are sleeping in. Anyone can achieve that. It's all mindset, people. That's all it is. It's not a special gift. So let's go over the four C's to like improving your mental fortitude. Okay. Yep. The first one is control. Control is your self-esteem. What this this says? It says your life's purpose and your sense of control over your life and emotions. So control, that's your self-esteem. Your whole like who you are, what you're about. Yeah. You know, have control over that. That's, That's number one. Number two, the second C is commitment. Commitment is your focus and reliability. And being high on commitment means that you are able to effectively set goals and targets and reliably work towards them, be consistent. So can you commit? You have to commit. Yeah, you do. You have to commit. commit. You can't cheat the game. You can't. No, you try one here, one there. One foot in, one foot out, 
No. Doesn't work. Never works. It doesn't work. It's not commitment. One foot in, one foot out. They always said in fighting, one foot in, one foot out is dangerous for fighters because you're going to get hurt from a, a hungry line who's 100% all the way in, in the gym, six, seven days a week, putting in work. Got to commit. The third C is to challenge yourself. Challenge yourself means that you are driven to be as good as you can be, and you are driven to try to achieve your personal best. That's what I'm trying to do right now. Challenge you're committed. You're, you're in control. You're committed. Mm-hmm. You're challenging. I'm, ch- I'm challenging you got, myself. You got the three so far. Let's see if you have the four. You definitely have the four. Number four is confidence. Always. Even when I was way heavy, I had confidence still. Yeah. So confidence is your self-belief and influence and describes to what extent that you believe that you have the ability to perform whatever task at hand. Mm-hmm. You have to have confidence. Yes. You have to believe that you can. This is what I noticed in the show that we're watching, which I highly recommend the show. I'm going to pop up the show here on YouTube for you guys to see. Definitely recommend it. We're going to continue to watch it, so we'll continue to comment on it. But um, what I noticed, the issue is the people on, most of them lack confidence. Yes, big time. And you that's a it. big problem. When they speak, you can see it, the emotions in their eyes. You know, I Body can't, language. I don't, I can't do this. You know, a lot of that. Yes. And here was an interesting activity they did. They had, they asked people to line up, line up in the order of who's the strongest and who's the weakest. A bunch of people were going towards the end. They were putting themselves the weakest. They were like literally arguing over who's actually the weakest. They just automatically put themselves. I would have been at the top. Me too. I would have been like, hold on, hold on. Okay, yeah, you, yeah, you, basketball player. Yeah, you probably a little stronger than me, but no, I'm definitely stronger than you. Man or woman, I don't care. I wouldn't just automatically put myself behind all the men. I would have challenged Dwight Howard. I don't give a shit he was an NBA player. But I'm just saying, I, as a woman, wouldn't have automatically got behind all of the men. Any one of them that I would have heard in that first day, bitch out, complain, cry. Sorry, you got to go to the back of the line. I'm, I'm up here. Yep. But the problem is, what I noticed is a lot of people automatically put themselves at the bottom. Quick. So that's the problem. Yes. Self-confidence. Yes. They walk into the room and they, they go and hide the back of the room. They're worried about what people are thinking. Yes. Too. You got to stop that, people. Trust me. No, the whole room ain't stopping and judging. You just got to walk in like you own that. Try that. Work on that. Work just on work it. on it. Just mess around with your own head and work on it. Next day, walk in the room, just walk in Almost like you own like it. Almost like a you'll little see. bit of a fake it till you make it too. Yeah, a little bit. And you'll see, you'll start developing some confidence. You won't be mm-hmm. so afraid. I mean, I've, I, I, I've been shy. I'm outspoken. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, looking back in my life, there's times where I was shy and would hide behind in the back of the room and not always confident as a kid. You know, it took a while to get there. I think for me, it was just sports training. I, I, I worked out at an early age. I built muscle. So I was ahead of the game. Mm-hmm. Joined mm-hmm. the gym at 17. I was part of that whole bodybuilding movement. But I that's all muscles. things that help build this. This yes. is why mm-hmm. you have it. Facts. It does take time. It takes time. You know, it takes those other things. You got to have that control. Is your Control is your self-esteem. Remember that. So control, commitment, challenge, and confidence. It takes time to build these things, but it can be done. And I don't care where you're at where you're at in your journey or whatever, but don't forget the the fact that it starts internally. 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 Because if you do not fix this mindset and the internal feelings and all of this stuff internally, even if somehow you're able to get to that external person that you want to be, you won't see it. You'll look in the mirror and you will still see all of your faults and all of the things that you perceive to be wrong with you. And I was a personal trainer. I'm a witness to that. A lot of women always look at themselves like, like, look, you did it. You accomplished, but it's all here. Yeah. They still don't. Well, you've seen it too with yeah. competitors, right? hundred percent. You see it. They're like, they don't like, God, you don't realize Perfect like. 10 body, attractive one, but they're lacking mm-hmm. that inner confidence. Because you got to do crazy. the inner work. The inner work is really important. Yeah. Not just external. Yeah. You can, you can stretch your stuff and show the world like look at me i'm I'm a 10 my body's banging i put in the work but internally mm-mm, you gotta mm-hmm. fix that you got to because it'll it's all a package deal and it eventually is. you lose the external then it's going to really show your true side yeah so yeah so it's 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 interesting stuff for sure so we're going to definitely 
continue to watch the show, I would honestly like to do something like that. Me too. I think it'd be cool. I love the challenge. Maybe oh, I'd like we to see if someone do, can break me. No, maybe we should do like the Tough Mudder. It's kind of something like that, but it's like a day thing. Yeah. The Tough Mudder. I'm down. It's like you roll in the mud. Yeah, and... I'm down. Which sister? Martha. Oh, really? I think so. I don't know which one, but I think she Yeah, did. we should maybe look into it. That would be fun. Yeah. Just like, because it's a, a test. You put, you know, like every once in a while, you might think you are a certain way. You might think that like, look, I, I did that one time years ago. I, now I might think, oh, I'm so strong. But sometimes things humble you. Yes. Because the dry try at Orange Theory humbled me a little bit. I bet it did. It was good and I completed it and I felt really freaking good after. But I was like, dang, that was hard. Yeah, I know. So you have to kind of like, you can't just think, oh, I am, I'm just all these things and I'm forever going to be all these things. No, it takes constant. You got to keep working on it. Yep. You think you're this, you're that till somebody puts you in your place and you find out, whoa, I'm not on that level like I thought I was. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, guys. So again, I just want to thank all of you because we love doing this podcast. I love the listeners. I love the comments. I love the reviews. I just love... You know, like I spend the whole week thinking of things and topics that it come, pop into my head that I think, oh, this will help people. Yeah. This will help people. Because I, I really want, if you're listening to this, you're taking your time out of your day, picking us out of the millions of podcasts that are out there we got a lot of to listen to. I appreciate that. And so if Thank I can you. help be a virtual coach th- for you through the podcast, if we can do that for you, then yeah, that makes us feel good. So thank you so much for listening and your support and everything else. And we'll see you on the next one. See ya.